time for the E21 Go Sports Podcast. Now, here's your host, Easton Durant. Hi, welcome to E21 Go Sports. I'm Easton Durant. Today's episode, I'll be talking about NBA, NFL, and MLB news. To start this off, Jimmy Butler's debut for the Miami Heat will be delayed by a few by a few days. He was ruled out of Miami's season opener against Memphis tonight for what the team is calling personal reasons. Butler was with the Heat Wednesday morning for their game, game day shoot-around and told the team around mid-afternoon that he wasn't going to be able to play. He told Eric Spolster that, quote, everything's fine. He also said that there is no reason for concern over it. Butler was a bit was a big offseason accusation. Uh, Sorry, acquisition for the Heat this past summer, agreeing to a four-year deal in a side-and-trade with Philadelphia. Miami is also without guard Dion Waiters for the opener while he serves a one-game suspension to, contact, to conduct detrimental to the team. Also, LeVar Ball is resurrecting Big Baller brand and plans to launch a new website. The company has been effectively defunct for several months in the wake of a financial and legal dispute between LeVar Ball and his former business partner, Alan Foster. The company's previous website now redirects to a webinar featuring Foster. The Big Baller brand is alive and well, Denise White, a representative for LeVar Ball, said. The brand has been resurrected. restructuring and we're working to reveal the new website in a few weeks it will have a new look and a new name lavar has put great team of, se- of seasoned industry professionals in place to move the brand forward with exciting new products along th- with signature shoes and sportswear under the ball name unfortunately alan foster continues to try and leverage the ball family name for his own gain alan foster is convicted is a convicted felon who served seven years in jail for defrauding people out of their money he's a thief and con man who cannot be trusted or believed according to legal documents earlier this month foster alleges that ball embezzled more than 2.6 million from the big baller brand and other companies associated with the ball group including the ball sports group to fund an extravagant lifestyle. Foster state that his lawsuit seeks to set, set the record straight, clear his name, expose LeVar's scheme to cover up the theft of over $2.6 million of Big Ball brand and BCG's money, and hold LeVar and Lonzo to their con- their ob- ob- objection, Sorry, obligations. The, t- the Ball family denied all of Foster's claim in a statement, In April, Lonzo Ball filed a statement against Foster for damages of more than $2 million plus interest, alleging that Foster, quote, conspired to embezzle millions of dollars and then divert those funds to his personal use, including to acquire assets in Ethiopia. The uh, the Balls severed ties with Foster in March over concerns that the longtime family friend had a criminal past and not yet accurately accounted for the whereabouts of roughly $1.5 from the Balls' personal and business account. Moving on to other news, Draymond Green recently talked about when he was suspended last season when he got into the fight with Kevin Durant last November. It caught, he said it caused him to question his standing with the franchise and his relationship with Bob uh, with Bob Myers, G, the GM. He said, I started to tell myself in my mind, wow, Myers is flipping me. And it felt like, wow, okay, is this not the guy I've known for all these years? Is he turning on me? And I started to tell myself all these things. And then everyone is like, 
oh my god, the Warriors sided with Kevin Durant. That was the hardest thing for me, because a lot of people don't understand me. Bob does. Well, the Warriors suspended Green for one game without pay for an on-court disagreement uh, with Durant after a loss to the Clippers extended into the locker room. Witnesses called it one of the most volatile episodes of the Warriors' dynasty run. Durant, whose pending free agency hung over the argument in its aftermath, left the Warriors for the Brooklyn Nets in July. Myers said he was unsure how how Green felt almost a year later. Myers said, where are you now with that? I don't even know. Green said, I just had to expect accept the fact that I was wrong. And once I was able to get over my stubbornness and accept, accept the fact that I was wrong, I was able to move on. I lost Durant's trust. How do I get that back? No, not so we can win a championship or win some games, but I actually love the, this guy. Like he's, that's really my brother. And so not knowing what's next in our relationship bothered me more. Bob and Steve Kerr, they told me like, you need to apologize to Kevin before I got suspended. And I said, no, I'm not apologizing because y'all telling me to apologize. I'm not going to do that. And I didn't. And I never apologized to him until I came to grips with myself. Not because of some games or the team that ain't flowing right, but I can't, but I can't, but I can kind of see it a look in my brother's face that I've not seen. He's hurt. How can I fix that? And that was what bothered me more than anything. What? I thought that they, that I didn't think it was this much of a argument. I thought it was just a little thing and that they were going to be able to, to be fine after, but it, but you could realize on the court a little bit that it was hurting their chemistry together a little bit as well. Well, Kevin, uh, Kawhi Leonard dropped 30 points as the Clippers won over the over the Lakers. Kawhi's long-awaited Clippers debut began with Lakers fans booing his introduction and interrupting his pregame message, thanking the fans in LA. But once the game tipped off, he got to a slow start. By the time his first by the time his first home game at Staples was over, Leonard made all the noise that mattered. After starting with two missed shots and two turnovers, Leonard made seven straight baskets at one point in the first half. He scored 15 of his 30 points during that momentum-turning tear to help lead the Clippers to a 112-102 win over the Los Angeles Lakers. Doc Rivers, he said, he talks his game, said of Leonard, who also had six rebounds, five assists, two steals, and blocks. He said, I think, I think that's the way it should be. Los Angeles felt very much like the epicenter of the NBA on Tuesday night with both the Lakers and Clippers built to contend for a title this season and in the future. Anthony Davis also made his Lakers debut along LeBron James and the Clippers unveiled Leonard after years of planning and building toward this past summer. After uh, after this summer that saw the team sign Leonard and a trade for Paul George. Lakers fans, though, tried to rain on the Clippers' night at Staples Center. Sounded like a Lakers game at times when the lights went down for the Clippers' pregame hype. The Lakers fans booed loudly. They did the same with when the Clippers announced their lineups, with Leonard going last and when Leonard stood at the court and thanked fans for coming to start off the season. Lakers faithful tried to boo the man who picked the Clippers over the Lakers in free agency. Leonard paused at one moment before talking louder in the microphone. He said, I just heard a loud noise. I was trying to be I was trying to be as loud as I can. I wasn't sure if people 
Clipper fans were lo- being loud or it was Lakers fans. I didn't pay pay it too much attention. I was just trying to let the fans know the appreciation we have for them coming out tonight. Leonard missed his first two shots, and the Lakers opened the game with a 13-2 lead. But with 59 seconds left in the first quarter, uh, with the first quarter, Leonard hit a nine-foot turnaround fadeaway shot. He would hit seven straight shots after that, many coming on on an array of contested mid-range and pull-ups. Lakers took an eight-point lead into half as the only person who could stop Leonard during the second quarter was Rivers, who took him out of the game midway through the second quarter following his plan of how he's going to play and sub the forward. Leonard said, just made the shots pretty much. I felt like I got to my spots earlier. Missed some little shapings but started making shots. That's what happens. In the fourth quarter, Leonard scored nine points, including seven of nine at the free throw line. He also helped the Clippers hold James and Davis to combine one for sh- one for six shooting in the fourth. Now that was that was one thing that I was surprised about because watching the final ten minutes of the game, the only shot or the only thing that I felt like LeBron did was just throw an oop to to Anthony Davis. That was, I think it was like a layup oop. But LeBron was trying to play too much like a point guard. He just needs to try and do what he was able to, what he used to be able to do, which was just drive to the basket and be able to get all those, all the buckets, all the contact fouls, just be able to hype up the Lakers because it felt like the only person who was shooting in those final like five minutes maybe was Danny Green. And he made some and also missed some, but I just thought it was weird that LeBron did not sh- barely shot at all in these in the in the fourth quarter. But moving over to NFL news, New Orleans Saint coach Sean Payton said he might wait until Sunday to name his starting quarterback, but Drew Brees hopes to make the decision easy for him. When asked if he sees playing Sunday against the Cardinals, Brees said, "That's the plan. We'll see." Breeze said he felt good throwing the ball when he returned to practice on a limited basis for when uh, today, just five weeks after having thumb surgery on his throwing hand. He said the decision will come down to just making sure I can be me. And then when asked if he was will be strictly be his decision, Breeze said, I'll tell Sean if I'm ready and he'll believe me. Peyton told the Arizona media that Breeze has been medically cleared and that it's just a matter of making sure he has the proper strength and all those things necessary to throw the ball effectively. When Breeze was asked if there's any greater risk of re-injury now than there would be in the Week 9 bye, he seemed to suggest that this is not a factor in the decision. He said, I mean, listen, it's not fully healed, I think until three months, but the internal brace obviously provides more st- some sta- stability and support, as, as does the splint. When asked... When asked what uh, what would prevent him from playing, Bree said, "If I felt like it, you know, hey, you know, hey, the ball is not coming out of out of the way it needs to be, right? Not as comfortable, not as confident, not as accurate. Those things will be factored." But he said that so far there hasn't been an issue. I do feel like me, but I got to get into practice and get some live reps. I need some competition. He said that he started to throw smaller footballs and he literally rated his kid's supply of Nerf balls and flag footballs so he could gradually go up in size and weight. He said he has been throwing a regulation ball for the past two weeks. He said that was probably the hardest part was just getting to where I could would grip the ball 
again and grip it with authority. You know, grip it with strength. Then be able to guide the ball and maneuver the ball out of my hand. The Saints, who are 6-1, and one, have continued to thrive in Bria's, ab- Bria's absence, with veteran backup Teddy Bridgewater going a perfect 5-0 and o in his place. But Peyton made it clear when that when Breeze is healthy, he'll be in starting and playing. Bree, uh, Peyton said that the timing of the bye week will have zero factor in his decision, nor will the opponent. He said, look, this game coming up for this week in Arizona and for us as a unit, it's just as important as, as a game three weeks from now or five weeks from now. That's something I think a lot of people have from the outside say. Well, let's let him let him rest one more week. Then we have a bye week. Look, if he's ready to play, he's ready to play. This ga- this game's an important game, just as just as the first game after the bye is important. So our approach will be just that. And as for the Saints' banged up roster, Alvin Kamara, Ty- uh, Jared Cook, and Patrick Robinson were among those who did not compete in practice today in today's light walkthrough session. The Saints did release running back Zach Zenner on tu- on yesterday without replacing him on the roster, which could be a sign of optimism for Kamara, but we should learn more about his status based on the practice participation on tomorrow and Friday. Surprising news out of, t- out of today, the Patriots have placed Josh Gordon on injured reserve today. This will end the receiver's run in New England. He has... He has been playing through a left knee injury and then was knocked out of the team's October 10th win over the New York Giants when he injured the knee while attempting to make a tackle after a Patriots fumble. He also missed New England's 33-0 win over the Jets on Monday. Through um, six games, Jordan has has been starting alongside Julian Edelman and totaled 20 catches for 287 yards and one touchdown. The move caught um, caught some close to the situation by surprise, and possibly even Gordon himself. He responded to an Instagram post on the news with the word "interesting." But the Patriots have Edelman, Philip Dorsett, and newly acquired Mohamed Sanu atop the je- de- sorry the depth chart. Also, first round draft choice Nikhil Harry is eligible to play November third against Baltimore after being designated to the re- to return off injured reserve. Undrafted free agents Jake Jacoby Myers and Gunnar Olszewski fa- round out the depth chart. Gordon is eligible for unrestricted free agency after the summer. He was indefinitely suspended at the end of last season for violating the terms of his conditional reinstatement under the league's substance abuse policy. The Patriots are expected to use their final designated to return spot on offensive tackle Isaiah Wynn, which would mean Gordon's season with the Patriots is over. Teams can only designate two players to return off the IL. And speaking of the IL, Patrick Mahomes practiced today for the Chiefs less than a week after dislocating his right kneecap during a Thursday night win over the Broncos. Andy Reid said before practice that backup quarterback Matt Moore, who replaced Mahomes against the Browns, would get a good percentage of the reps. We're just, go- we're just going to see how he does and evaluate him from there. Talking about Mahomes. More so that he has not been told whether he will start in Sunday night game, Sunday night's game against the Packers. But during the first 15 minutes of practice that was open to the viewing by media, Mahomes stretched and jogged with his teammates and then went 
with the quarterbacks to make a few throws, including one after another, which looked which looked good. GM Brett Veach wandered wandered over from another part of the practice field to watch the QBs throw. Mahomes was fourth in line behind Moore, Kyle Shermer, and Chad Hen. He was wearing sweatpants, which didn't reveal what he might have been using for protection for the day. Uh, guard Larry at Dunvey Tardif, a medical school alumnus, said, It's surprising, but those injuries can go either way. When there's no ligament damage and it's been put back in the right after it happened, and he's feeling good about it, he's a tough guy. He wants to get back out there, and he knows we need him. So he's going to do everything he can. At the end of the day, if it's safe for him to be out there, I'm sure he'll be out there. Reed said he wasn't surprised Mahomes <laughs> Mahomes made such a quick return to practice after receiving the results of the MRI on the injured knee. He said it was the best possible result, and I just kind of programmed in the way he rolls. Um, Rick Burkholder does a good job of managing those injury those those injured guys, so we're not doing too much or not enough. I trust them to do their job. After Mahomes, after it happens, Mahomes thought he would go back in. That's how he's wired. He's wired a little different that way. He tacks everything. That's how he goes. He's. It's been a. Uh, sorry, it's been a full steam ahead. Yesterday was game one of the World Series, and the Nationals took the win over the Astros five four. But, but one of the things was that Springer's failure to sprint out of the batter's box in the eighth inning, eighth inning became a hot topic. With the Astros down 5-3 and Kyle Tucker on second base with one out, Springer launched a long fly ball into the right center field corner. Springer initially watched the ball and then hopped six or seven times on his way down the first base line, thinking that he was gone. He didn't run hard until after he reached the base. Adam Eaton made a leaping attempt at the ball, uh, at the ball but it bounced off the heel of his glove and was retrieved by Victor Robles. Tucker went back to second to tag up, scored on the play, but Springer had a double instead of a potential triple. The next batter, Jose Altuve, flew out to right, and Springer might have scored if he had been on third base. Instead, he was left stranded when Michael Brantley then lied out to left field. In the aftermath of the game, Springer said he wouldn't have made third base on the play even if he had run hard. He said, I was watching Ian the whole time. That's... That's one of those things where I don't want to necessarily run as fast as I can for some reason. If Tucker tags or whatever the case and I run by him, it's not good. So I was kind of just watching the outfield. He adds that he wasn't kicking himself for not making it to third base. He said, I can't go to third right there because the guy on second had gone back to tag. If I had gone to third, I'm out. Before game two, however... Astros manager A.J. Hinch said Springer called him later to talk about the play, surprised that the play had become a vocal point of discussion, and wanted Hinch's reaction. He said, I felt like it was an honest mistake, Hinch said, adding that he wasn't going to dwell on it. He said, I know how hard he plays. I know he leaves it all out on the field. I talked to him late last night on the phone. He called me. He initiated the conversation. We followed up today with a personal meeting and walked through the, the different scenarios. I'm not sure if the if the play ends any differently, but everyone understands the look when it's late entry into a play like that. Still, Hinch admitted that was it wasn't the best of base running plays. He said, "I think George got caught up in the mo- in the moment of the play, in the anxiousness to see if the ball was leaving. 
It wasn't a Regis show, uh, showmanship kind of pimp job, as they call it. It was a delay in reading the, p- the play correctly to where once he started running, he ran into Tucker, who was coming back to tag because Eaton looked like he camped underneath the ball. Moving over, the Cubs are hiring David Ross to become their new manager. He beat out five other candidates to replace Joe, Man- Joe Madden, who was hired by the Angels. Ross played under Madden in 2015 and 2016, helping the Cubs to a World Series title before becoming a member of the team's front office and an ESPN analyst. He'll be asked to manage several players he once called teammates, including Chris Bryant. Bryant said in late September, I've always looked at Rossi as a coach when he played there. Yeah, it was goofy. It was fun. It was energetic. But when he needed to tell you something, he let you hear it. From the very get-go, I felt like this guy will be a manager someday. Sorry. I think it's one of the best jobs in baseball, Ross said. I've got a lot of the close ties with the guys. I think my heart is drawn out to that dugout a little bit. Other other candidates, including first base coach Will Venable, M- Mark Molita, and former uh, Phillies manager Gabe Kepler, and former Yankees manager Joe Girardi and Joe Espada, have been informed on the decision. Espada was... Espada was called in for a second interview on Sunday, which included a mock news press conference, according to source. Ross said he did the same on Monday, and he performed as expected, extremely well. Ross was a Game 7 hero for the Cubs in 2016, hitting a home run before calling it quits on his career. He won a World Series with with the Red Sox and played for the Los Angeles Dodgers, Pittsburgh Pirates, San Diego Padres, Cincinnati Reds, and Atlanta Braves. Angels Mike Trout and the Brewers Christian Yelich were honored with the Hank Aaron Award. They sw- uh, they hit a combined 89 home runs this season. F- with uh, sorry, they have been named re- the recipients of this year's Hank Aaron Award. The award was established in 1999 to order the uh, to honor the outstanding offensive performers in each league. Thanks for listening to E21Go Sports. As always, I'm Easton Durant. You can subscribe to us on YouTube at E21Go Sports and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at E21Go Sports. Thank you. You've been listening to the E21Go Sports Podcast, a production of Cogger Podcast Network.